See in colour. 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 Hope you're all having a lovely morning, afternoon and evening. Got a bit of a different one today. Trying to do it over Skype. This is the second time I've tried this um, and hopefully we can get it right second time running. I am with the lovely Aisha Scott. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. Good. So Aisha and I had a catch up the other week and um, we were talking a bit about the podcast and whatnot and we were talking about... uh, 
lockdown and stuff like that. And I think recently I've noticed all my episodes have, since coming back, have been quite a lot about um, awareness of mental health coming out of lockdown. Um, yeah. Sort of, the the podcast was always meant to be about uh, sort of not seeing the world in a in a grey way and sort of seeing in colour and like the power of music enabling that. Um, but then recently it's become more apparent that it's particularly focused on this sort of uh, mental health angle considering how, you know, how much of an effect the past few months have had, I think. Yeah. Pretty bleak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been pretty bleak. I mean, <coughs> t tell us a bit about yourself. Like, where, what have you been doing over the past few months lockdown I know you've been like doing a bit of running and such um, like. yeah so I got um I got furloughed at the beginning of April mm -hmm. um and we were all sort of there like laughing like all my friends were sort of going back to their you know home homes where their parents live and stuff um and we were all laughing then like, oh my gosh you know three weeks alone and then it slowly turned into sort of three nearly four months, three months yeah. um and I sort of like I, I suffer with anxiety and, and have done with depression prior so I was actually like quite worried about like what it would do to me being completely alone by myself because my housemate had gone back to Plymouth so mm -hmm. um yeah it was it was just sort of going to be a, a very strange uh feeling for me because I I I like my own company, but uh, you know I don't like it that much, sort no. of thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's not yeah, I was quite worried about for that long. No, it's not. It really isn't. So yeah, I was just sort of making a plan to you know to sort of keep a routine to take care of myself a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I started running and I was really enjoying that. Um, cooking meals for myself, doing like little projects. Like I learned, I learned a little bit of ukulele oh, nice. and like I learned to do my nails. And yeah, I took. I think I took. It was actually quite surprising. I took better care of myself um during lockdown i think than i have for quite a few years with my lifestyle yeah. of, of work and stuff yeah, so. yeah i think i've done completely the same like i don't think i've ever been as committed to a number of things at once than i have yeah. done since lockdown like i've <laughs> yeah. for exercise for me has always been a thing that i've done it for like a little bit and gone oh this is feeling really good and then wake up and that then, one morning and you're like, nah. Nah. And then you not see that cake. Today, yeah, and then you see that cake and you're like, I'm having that. <laughs> that's mine. And that's it for another two days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> two years even. Two years, exactly. <laughs> Whereas um, I think actually because, because we were given this instance of like not having a routine at all, you had to create that yourself. Um, yeah, you had literally you had to. I had to get it out of thin air and be like, right, I've got to get up in the morning. I've got to make myself. But you had no reason to. Yeah, you you had no reason to. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, but I didn't want to slip into you know slowly turning into a sloth and also a pudding and <laughs> you know sitting and eating cake at seven a.m. and <laughs> potato smileys. Yeah, potato there's smileys. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but no, I think uh, I I've noticed um, the impact of having a routine and like giving yourself these kind of little projects and stuff and then actually finding like satisfaction from them it massively yeah, makes a difference to what you're doing because i feel like even if you go to work and you have a stressful day at work and you come home and say oh that was shit and stuff like that you've you've still kind of achieved something because you've said you got up in the morning you're going to go to work yeah. you've gone to work and then you've come back from work whereas yeah, you could easily go through a day of lockdown and do sweet bugger all absolutely nothing yeah which i did on some days like i definitely gave me my like myself those days maybe even two at a time where i was like right i'm gonna technically have like my work days where mm. i you know i go for a run and and then come back and do some gardening or something like that and then 
there are other days when you know I have my my weekend or you know my days off where I would literally just sort of get up in the morning I still get up early mm-hmm. um but you know just just like I said sloth be be horizontal on the sofa yeah. chill out watch play Real Housewives of the Orange County for 12 hours straight yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know do nothing but you need those days but yeah it's a it's a slippery slope between then completely being by yourself and and you know just letting it get on top of you. Mm. Uh, but I think those days you can justify those days if you have productive days or yeah, like absolutely. productive parts of your day. Like I always thought, I've always worked better at trying to do everything early because if like you know people um, like love doing work in the evening. Like I yeah, can't do that no. for me. That's my time no, now. Like, not for me. I'm, play- not for I'm me smashing the PlayStation and eating pizza in the evening do you yeah. know what I mean but in the day yep. I'll wake up at like eight grab a coffee and start cracking on with whatever I've got to do um yeah where whereas then in the evening is always like you've got to give yourself like that proper time for you as well because even though it's one of those things where you're like oh yeah but I'm gonna get it all the time you could end up doing the complete opposite and giving yourself too much to do too much stuff to pull you away from yep. being lazy and chilling out yeah and then overworking and overstressing about it yeah slippery slope yeah it's a very very fine line and, and very hard to manage especially for such a long period of time yeah like three whole months is which when i think about it i'm like oh my god it flew by like flew how by. did that go so fast yeah. but at the time it was like oh okay day fucking 172 where have i been yeah. what have i done yeah and i think the scariest thing as well is that now like you know you always have points of reference in the year to like remember when mm. stuff happened because you have stuff that happens to like you're always like oh well yeah, it was yeah, yeah. say it's like you like obviously unfortunately your birthday was meant to be happening and like i was going to come up for your birthday and that would have yeah. been one of those events that you would have been like oh when did that happen Oh, I hadn't gone up to Cardiff by then. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, so this whole like three, four months, there's nothing to pinpoint any part of those months. So nope. they just slip into like this, what, third yeah, of a year. I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you what day of the week it was for the most part. You apart from the fact now. that we started doing, <laughs> we started doing the pub quiz at one point that was on a Wednesday. And if it got to Monday and I looked at my phone, I was like, oh my God, I need to write an entire yeah. quiz by, by Wednesday. But yeah, yeah. yeah, apart from that, I was like, bah, don't really know what day it is. No. What am I doing? <laughs> no, because then every day was like the weekend, wasn't it as well? So it literally yeah, didn't matter. Yeah, literally. Yeah. But what am I going to do today? Am I going to get drunk? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but how are you finding it now? Like, because you're back... Well, you've slowly. Yeah, it's weird. Um, it's it's um, I I hate this phrase so much, but it is the new normal, yeah. as people keep saying, and which I hate. Um, but yeah, it's bizarre. It's nice to obviously be around people. It's great to be back at work and seeing such lovely people. Um, and you know, being around friends again is fantastic, mm. and has done men- like mental great things for like like well, my mental health, yeah, my, my like well being, like just, overall morale. Yeah, yeah, literally, just my God, like being around the people I love and laughing again, and you know, because there's there's only so much a Zoom call can do for you, really. Yeah. Um, that isn't, you know, being in person and, and, you know, hugging the ones that you love or, you know, making them laugh or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's strange. I Do I wish I was still on furlough? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would happily go back to it. Obviously, you know, getting, getting paid to sit around is, is great and also terrible. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's nice. I'm getting sort of back to some form of normality and the pubs have opened today. So, oh, I wow. mean, before Oh, they've before only long, just opened in yeah. Wales, have they? Yeah, literally today, pubs and restaurants. So, um, yeah, it's going to be strange going out for food again and that sort of thing. 
bizarre. Yeah, it's a bit weird. But I think then this is the thing now, isn't it? That it's the impact on mental health of coming out of lockdown. Because I think that everyone yeah. was very aware. Um, people were self-aware, but also aware of others on the mental mm. impact of being in lockdown. Because I think like we all yeah. definitely knew who might be affected a little bit more and maybe made a little bit of effort to like make sure they were okay more yeah. more than normal oh absolutely um yeah yeah and definitely. but i don't know if that's completely been addressed for coming out in terms of like if the government were addressing going into lockdown the impact on mental health but i haven't really heard much about coming out yeah you know it's weird because when we were going into it i was obviously i was like i was really really quite like panicky about it mm. but now in hindsight it it kind of did go really well for me and it could have gone awfully because like I said, I really don't like being by myself. So it could have gone really badly. Um, but I think I was actually more nervous for coming out of lockdown oh, really? and going back to whatever the normality was. It was just like, well, how is work going to go, you know, and how are things going to work there and preparing everything. And it did make me quite anxious. Um, yeah. And again, I've, I've done quite well. So I'm, you know, I'm proud of myself for sort of holding it together throughout. But the, the feeling right before I went back to work, probably the day or two before was like, I don't know how I'm going to handle this. Like, it's going to be really weird. Yeah. Are people going to be freaked out? Am I going to be freaked out? Like, I have no idea. What can I do? What can't I do? Yeah. 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 So it's it's mm. gonna have a big impact, I think. But I think I think people need to take the same approach that they had going in, and sort mm. of look after each other, look after themselves. Yeah, definitely. And do the best they can to sort of, you know, ride it out. Like it's not we're not gonna go back to normal. Like you said, I know you hate the phrase, and I've definitely used it a couple uh. of times. But it is oh. it's so <laughs> true. It is like it is that's the best way to describe it. Is it's a new normal now, yeah. isn't it? Um, and it we've is. just got to ride it out. But the first song you would have heard um, the intro was Grace by Lewis Capaldi, which it has no value of mental health whatsoever other than it literally made us cry with laughter of us trying to do yeah, the harmonies in so the car happy. coming back from... <laughs> I think I do remember us putting it on when um, uh, something went horribly wrong with the system at work and we oh, were in for yeah, like yeah, a 12, yeah, yeah. 13 hour I shift. I put it on in the office, didn't yeah. I? I was like, this is just what we need. Yeah, yeah, we need yeah, this yeah. moment. Yeah, and, um, yeah uh, absolutely. We were absolutely beside ourselves. Like it was like, you know, when you're overtired and you're just like giddy and it was that oh, kind of feeling. Just losing it. Yeah, just absolutely losing massively. it. But Going that, home in the car and hearing that at the end of the day was just, yeah. Yeah, so that, that song kind of reminds me. I'd say if, if someone said, right, what song reminds you of Ayesha the most? I'd say uh, Grace by Lewis uh, Capaldi. I was going to say Ed Sheeran then. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Terrible. Um, so effectively, ladies and gentlemen, I've asked Aisha to come up with some songs, as I have been trying to get people to do in the past anyways, come up with sort of four or five songs that um, hold whatever meaning you see fit, whether it's purely that it makes you happy, whether it makes you sad, whether it reminds you of this time, whether it gets you through that time. Um, so Aisha has come with some songs. And I believe most of them I think I might end up hearing for the first time as well. So it could be a really Ooh. interesting sort of yeah, I'm excited. Um, s sort of mixture. So what do you have for us first? Um, <laughs> um, you know I'm going to go, go with um, Linkin Park because Lovely. I can't really I can't really ignore Linkin Park when it comes to thinking of mental health. Um, they mm -hmm. got me through a lot of my teen years. Um, yeah and a, lo a lot of my bad times are not even in my teen years after that um i'm gonna go with um heavy um lovely 
because it's quite a yeah it's quite a prevalent song and um yeah the lyrics are the lyrics are really great so beautiful all right let's check that out this is heavy by lincoln park i don't like my mind right now stacking up problems that are so unnecessary wish that i could slow things down i want to let go but discomfort in the panic and i drive myself crazy thinking everything's about me yeah i drive myself crazy because i can't escape the gravity Heavy by Linkin Park. Uh, a very good one to start off, I think. I, I was expecting something very different when you said Linkin Park. Um, yeah. Because I think I remember like Minutes to Midnight, Hybrid yeah. Theory, that sort of hybrid thing. Hybrid Theory, a bit um, heavier, yeah, which is ironic because of the name of the song. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think because um, his messages were always quite heavy, but there was always like, I think the music kind of masked it in a way because you kind of saw it in a yeah. different light. Whereas this is like... The music isn't the thing that's driving the song. It's the lyrics are driving yeah, the song. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like, it got to... Um, obviously, Linkin Park went on, like, a huge hiatus. And then um, they've mm. always been, like, probably, like, one... Probably my favourite band in the world. Um, and they went on this huge hiatus. And they came back and I was like, oh, holy shit. Like, new Linkin Park music. Um, I got so excited, you know, because I loved, like... Hybrid Theory is one of my favourite al albums um, in the world. And... Um, 
then I, I heard this new stuff and I was like, wait, that's like, this is so different. Like, this is not Linkin yeah. Park. And it took a while yeah, yeah. of adjusting. But when once I like sort of thought to myself, well, obviously, like bands evolve, music evolves, like, you know, people get different influences and things change as over time and as people mm-hmm. grow older and, you know, go through different stuff. And um, yeah, I, I, I really love this song now, um, whereas I didn't so much in the beginning. But I think especially once Chester Bennington passed away, um, it sort of obviously had a new meaning because it was so it was such a fresh song. And, you know, the yeah. words that he's literally telling you, you know, like, I can't carry this around anymore. Like, why is this happening to me? Like, if I just let go, I'd be set free. Like, some of the lyrics that are in that song are just, like, he's literally questioning the despair of, like, like why why carrying everything? Like, why me? Why is it all this shit all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I think it's it's a really interesting one because I, I remember when um, Linkin Park came back and, like, listened to a bit of it. And I was just like, oh, it's just not, like, what I was expecting. It's not the same. And yeah, I, so I, I kind of, of like, yeah, and I think sometimes it's it's very easy to dismiss the music, even if it's quality, like, if it, <gasps> even if it's really good. <laughs> um, good, I'm good, I'm glad. Um, sometimes, even if it's really good, because you've got, like, for me, I'd have hybrid theory Linkin Park in the back of my mind, then yeah, listen definitely. to a song like that, Strong. and I'd be like, wait, what? Sort yeah, of thing. Whereas a, a if lot you listen of people to did that. Yeah, and I but I think if you listen to the song, and take it away from aff- yeah, don't yeah. affiliate old Lincoln Park with it. Stand yeah. alone, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I had to do that. I had to sort of say to myself like, well, it's new music, and once I sort of took myself away from that, I was like, well, it actually, is really great music. Um, and like I said, I think it was only after like I was I was super lucky um, in that I, I never saw Linkin Park live because they very rarely tour the UK anyway. Obviously, they did download and I was meant to go to that, but I didn't end up going where they played the entire um, hybrid theory in its entirety, which is oh, phenomenal. Really? Yeah, the entire thing. And I was gutted, man. Um, and then I, I when they announced that they were touring um, with the One More Light tour, I got so excited and I had like some extra money. So I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to I'm going to buy tickets um and yeah when I finally picked so I picked Manchester they they had three dates they had one London Manchester and Birmingham I picked Manchester and then I was like actually no I think Birmingham's easier and I like Birmingham better so I chose uh, Birmingham bought the tickets um went to the gig and it was honestly the like the best fucking gig of my life like I can't even explain to you um especially like I've always loved Chester Bennington's voice um, and hearing it live yeah. and in the flesh. Like, his voice is incredible. And the yeah. energy in that gig was just, like, nothing I've ever experienced before. And he stopped at one point and talked about... Um, it was not long after the um, the Manchester bombings at the Ariana Grande oh, concert. Yeah. And he yeah. stopped and did, like, this really emotional speech about, like, basically, like, trumping hate and, and you know, spreading love and spreading unity. And it was just, like, amazing to almost like hear him spilling his soul out about like how great love is and, and, you know, to, to love Mm -hmm. everyone and, and forget all of this stuff. And, you know, it was, it was a really emotional time. Like I, I poured my heart out crying, um, Mm. you know, left that gig. And then I think it was 12 days later that he killed himself. Um, which was just like, it's obviously very prevalent in his music that he's always gone through issues, whether it be substance abuse, mental health, like he's always had those problems and you can hear it in the lyrics and the angst in his voice and everything. But when yeah. it actually happened and he killed himself, like I was heartbroken. It was awful. Um, you know, and then his wife sort of, um, Talinda, she released videos of him, you know, like three days before 
exiting and laughing mm. with his family and it's it's just so um it's just so sad to see like someone go through that and hide it so well and then you know the problem is so much worse under the surface and they they have no mm. way out um which yeah, is yeah. It's, it's awful when it's anyone but yeah when you can hear someone's pain the entire way through and then and then they eventually you know you end it in that's such a sad way um yeah it's just it's really poignant and uh and it's crazy how like it's sort of like you said the lyrics are basically like challenging the idea of ending it all yeah and it's mad that the it's kind of like all these signs do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you get all these signs that this person's experiencing this but yeah. then i I don't, I don't know enough about his position but like were people questioning it when he was like writing or were they just like oh he's he's good now um, but he's spilling all this out from yeah i mean well yeah it's it's quite a very obvious um is it obvious because it's in hindsight (laughs) yeah is it is it obvious Um, because of hindsight or is it obvious i think it was always obvious and he was always very like open and honest like i've watched tons of of interviews with him he's always spoken very candidly even from like early lincoln park days you know and then the lyrics back then even still uh you know, you listen to Numb and that's like, I know it's related with, you know, teen angst and growing up and stuff mm. like that. But yeah, it yeah. is very much like shouting out, like I'm struggling, you know, um, and the depth of the lyrics that it goes into. I think he was always very honest. He's always spoken about it. He's always said that he has had mental health issues. Um, you know, that's been why they've taken breaks. Um, I think a lot of them mm-hmm. in the band have had that. Um, so as much as I think it's it's almost like screaming out, I think he had this family and this happy life and and unfortunately they didn't know how bad it was despite you know him having all the help that he could and and you know i guess he's not even it's like he's uh, he's not even trying to hide it like he's got it sounded like he had this support network where he could be like honest with how he was feeling yeah but even at the same time isn't enough no i think the lyric that stood out for me was um was when what was the name of the woman that was featuring in it uh um, kiara is her name yeah kiara and she comes out and says you say that i'm paranoid but i'm pretty sure the world is out to get me yeah and then and then it's spe- specifically when she says it's not like i make the choice to let my mm-hmm. mind stay yeah, so, fucking, so messy. fucking heavy yeah messy yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah and i was like like i think that speaks a thousand words especially like for someone like me um i'm thankful that i've never experienced um sort of an impact to my mental health other than i'd say like a normal life like i've yeah. gone through like heavy stress and like heavy this and heavy that but i've never wanted to say like when i've been at my lowest i've yeah. never wanted to say i was depressed because i think i don't know as much as it might have been difficult at the time it's it's not this thing that's like i don't know i don't know how to explain it like this thing yeah. that's in my head it's that i don't have words, control over yeah, no, yeah. and I don't think and I've ever experienced it, so I can't... That was the one time it kind of... like I was like, that makes sense to someone like me that yeah. hasn't experienced this. Which is, is strange, because I take, I take quite a different meaning to that line, like, for me. Yeah. Like, I, always, I almost, like, I've had it told to me before, like, why you like this and stuff. And, and hearing that line, like, it, I, um, it's not like I choose, you know, to, to keep my mind so fucking messy... It's almost like, well, it's not my fault. Do you know what I mean? It, and it's frustrating to try yeah. and exp- especially when it's someone who doesn't understand and you're you're there like, oh, it's, I'm literally not choosing to be this messy person and have these no, issues. No, no, Do you know no. what I mean? Like, I wish I didn't fucking have them. So it's mm. it's kind of 
um yeah that song is like it resonates with me a lot um for those reasons really yeah because i think that the saddest thing is i remember doing psychology at school and they were always like the weirdest thing is that someone can have a broken leg and you never ask them to run or like if they were tripping yeah. up you say why are you tripping up and they're like yeah. well i can't help it because of my leg and they're like they wouldn't just be like oh we'll sort your leg out and keep yeah, on running yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so yeah no so i feel like that lyric kind of spoke out because it's like a very good way of explaining it to all people but mm. then at the same time it is this thing of like it's not like I made the choice. Like, why Why do you think I, like, I'm not doing Why do you think this. I want this? <laughs> like, yeah, do you really I, think yeah. I want to be this person? Like, <laughs> No, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, I, like, that lyric stood out for me. And I did, like, just musically, I liked the fact that they had that sort of, um, the difference between uh, Chester and Kiara. I yeah. thought that was really nice. Because sometimes having the boy-girl duet thing come across quite cheesy. Yeah, so I'm but glad I think it they was didn't done like well do like there. yeah. I'm glad they didn't do like harmonies and like. Mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> making it all like. In, whereas yeah. they kind of just had different things to speak about. Like I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard of um, Kiara before. I do, I've I've um, not, and I don't think I've I don't think I've gone separately and listened to her stuff really. Um, but no. I did I did like her voice on that track, and I liked that you had the first voice with uh, first verse with um, Chester, and then the second verse with her, and then it sort of kicks in and you know the the music yeah, develops and i like that yeah. moment yeah yeah but uh, but they didn't do it cheesily because you yeah. can do that when it's like you have the boys sing then you have the girls sing yeah. and then they come and then together, they join it's together. A crescendo. yeah and it's beautiful it, wasn't like that. it was kind of like the song kind of made sense for yeah. these separate uh parts oh, of lyrics to like come together and like finalize the song so yeah. no overall very very um so, um, the first like 10 seconds of hearing it I was like shit this is Linkin Park is it but, um, <laughs> I as know as a standalone song throws people off I enjoyed off. it yeah yeah but um, yeah I think if you're gonna if you didn't really pick up on it as much go back and listen to it or listen to it when you have some free time and uh, read the lyrics because um, I think sometimes yeah. it's h it's hard to miss a couple of messages when you're just listening to it for the first time definitely yeah mm -hmm. so song two Aisha song two what have you got for us <laughs> Um, so song two, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the a, a little bit more rocky theme, but it, again, it's um, so it's Paramore, um, but it's when they Lovely. sort of come back and they've taken a bit of a, a different sound. So I'm gonna go with Rose Coloured Boy. Rose Coloured Boy. All right, let's not beat around the bush. Let's jump straight into Paramore. Rose, wait, what? Sorry, Rose, what? Rose, Rose Coloured Boy. Rose Coloured Boy. I knew it. I knew it. It's too much to take it at once. Right, Paramore. <laughs> Rose Coloured Boy. Let's give it a shot.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That was Rose Colored Boy. Got it right that time by Paramore. <laughs> well, I have to say, um, I really like that song. Just like song alone, really yeah. enjoyed it. Really it's enjoyed brilliant, it. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I wasn't expecting that either. Again, yeah. like, when I first heard Haley's voice, it literally just reminded me of being in Sweatros. Oh, what's absolutely. The, what's the... Um, Misery business. Instantly, I was thinking of that. But then, I, I don't know. I just really like that like standalone song. Their new sound, like when they came back with um, with that album, that, that, that whole album is like so, so good, man. It's so well written. Um, and I think their style when they moved into the new members was just, just fantastic. But um, yeah, that song is just like... I almost explained it as like... It's really like light in sound, but it's like darkness in lyrics because like it's like one of those yeah. like a pretty house on the outside, but in the house like everything's decorated like Halloween. Sewage, <laughs> yeah, sewage is spewing everywhere and all. Yeah, the yeah, inside, yeah, yeah. but on the outside, it's all roses and pretty. Um, but yeah, that song's sort of like I didn't. Again, it's one of those that unless you actually physically like really listen to the lyrics, you don't understand. So I was like bopping around to it, like loving life, <laughs> such a good happy song. Bop and then it. I actually like bop it, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and then um, I actually listened to um, you know the lyrics and, and paid attention to them. And I think I watched um, an interview about it before. Um, and then I actually found out like it's basically a, it's her saying like. Is it someone saying to her, like, like, you're obviously not that bad. Like, look at you. You're fine. Just look at life from a different perspective. Like, just be happy. Come on, sort of thing. And it's, it's her just saying, like, like just let me cry. Just let me have this yeah, moment. Yeah. If you're going to be with me, then be with me through this rain. Otherwise, like, piss off, basically. And yeah. I think they did a, they did a tweet about it um, before. It was like, um, they explained that it was like a song about feeling pressured to, like, look at the world with blind optimism when you actually feel quite hopeless inside. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and like there's so much pressure to to be or, or to at least to appear to be like happy that we actually feel shame when we aren't. Yeah. Um, OK. Which is like quite poignant, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. And I like the I like the video and the fact that like it's, you know, it's her. It's her on this um, this TV show as an anchor and she has to be all happy and smiley and do this and do that and do that. And, and then it stops the video Smile at a certain more, point. Drink coffee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah and then it stops the video at one point and it's like i think it's meant to be like young Haley telling Haley like who are you like you don't even look like yourself like you're putting on a face and this isn't you and this isn't how you want to be sort of thing um which i think probably mm. resonates with a lot of people like trying to trying to kid yourself and and say that you're happy just so that the outside world will be appeased by you not being sad you know yeah yeah i think like it, it's really interesting because like you said i think the song there's that uh difference between like happy surface really yeah. dark lyrics yeah then the music video is like happy music video with like this dark Underline. undertone going on but then also the metaphor of the weather person which is like live in front of the audience is covered in makeup smiling all the time always giving yeah. positive energy and then as soon as the cameras go off and they go mm-hmm. back into their room yeah they're they're not happy so there's yeah. like I th- I think that's really clever. Like they've obviously yeah. thought about it really, really and well, I and like they, that um, theme flows through all of it. I think they did the um, the her as like um, news anchor slash like weather and stuff like that to sort of 
symbolize like weathering is so cliche but to like symbolize like weathering the storm and you know and seeing it out like just ride out with me yeah, like yeah, just yeah. be here for me and if you're not going to then like don't be around for the times when i'm when i'm shit you know if you can't be around for those times then you don't get to be around when i am the the happiness and everything's a little bit better you know no yeah i and i think then adding on from that is sort of the acceptance that people aren't good all the time yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like, uh, like then maybe if you look at it from the perspective of being in a relationship, like, um, or like a relationship uh, between lovers, but then also a relationship and friendship, like, yeah, it's all fine and dandy, like meeting up with a friend and it being really good, um, but then they're not going to be good all the time, and no. you've also got to be prepared to rather than just be like, oh come on, you're never like this, or cheer up, <laughs> it'll be all right. Like yeah. you've got to be like ride it out with them. And that's kind yeah. of part and parcel of it as well, isn't it? Like I have, um, uh, I just had to look it up on my Twitter, but because um, I don't use Twitter very often. But um, the tweet that I have pinned to the top of my Twitter is like mm-hmm. a, a tweet from someone else. It's like a meme sort of thing, and it says, "If you can't handle me at my depression, then you don't deserve me at my surprise. It's anxiety now." <laughs> and that's just like sort of the you know a nice little light-hearted joke but it is you know that's how it is isn't it if you if you really can't handle me at my lowest then you don't deserve to be around for my eyes because no it comes it it comes with all of me you know (laughs) i can't just mask the the shitty times just because you can't be um around for it or can't put up with it you know no exactly and then that's kind of it's like this sad thing of the the hard times and the sad times when you need someone the most is actually the hardest time for them to be around yeah so then it kind of it counteracts against do you know what i mean like you want that yeah. person there but then that's where it really tests that person's metal yeah and like i think it says of. a lot about a person who can be there as well like it's not an easy thing to do but if you are like it means so much to the, like it can mean so much being there for someone who is like at their lowest um Mm. and i like i've been on receiving and and giving ends of that like um (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't gonna say anything i wasn't gonna say anything but i knew it i knew as soon as you said it and then your eye twitched and i was like yep there you go so tell Um, us more you've given and received given and received um yeah no i've been i mean i've been i'm i like to hopefully think that like i'm there for my friends like a hundred percent of the time like there will never be a time where like, you know, I say that something's too much or I can't handle it or, you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. want to be there for you right now because I don't, you know, I don't think you're going through something. I like to think that I am there for my friends 100%, but also I'm I'm really, really, truly lucky to have the great friends that I have in my life who have yeah. like literally picked me up off the floor when I've been at my worst. So, and, and that's the, I think that's the test of a friendship and a, the test of a person really is, you know, who's yeah, going to be there for you when you really, really need it. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And I think um, I've actually, like, I can relate to it in a little way with uh, my sister. And um, we were having a talk the other week. And um, she was saying she she was stressed um, about this, that, and the other. Um, and I said, why haven't you, like, spoken about it before? And she was like, well, like, for me, I've got quite a lot going on at the moment that's, like, weighing on my mind quite a lot and stressing me out. And she mm-hmm. said, like, I don't think, I like... I didn't want to burden you with that. I'm going to put that on you. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, unfortunately, like, that's that's the way life is. Like, I I don't think there's anyone that could honestly sit there now and say, um, nah, no, everything's good. Like, even if they're sat there and like, right there, I'm 100% happy. There's something in the back of your mind that's like, oh, yeah, but 
remember that thing that's like <laughs> causing you this remember that thing you did three years ago that embarrassed you really hard yeah yeah oh, remember when you like, said when, remember when you said curry bu- bu- what was it what did i say burry cafe instead of curry buffet uh, to everyone <laughs> who walked in the door <laughs> exactly yeah. and uh, things like that and i said like if everyone thought oh i won't speak to that person about my problems be- even though that'll make me feel better because i don't want to burden them then no one would get their problems voiced so you no. kind of like i've and i feel like you have to obviously i said there's like a, there's a time and a place like i said if i've got my head in my hands and i'm crying then maybe don't go <laughs> don't, i'm stressed don't about like, this i had such a shit day <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but but i said that like I don't know. I, I personally, I feel like I will always be there, even if I've got maybe mask yeah. up some stuff that's going on at the yeah. time. Because right there, right there Literally. and then, I'm especially if I feel like I can help. Do you know what I mean? Like if I'm yeah. like, oh, if I just if I just talk to this person, or like give them my point of view, that might make them feel better, and I'll happily and and can put that stuff behind me for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In order to talk to that person. Um, Definitely. So I think it, it's a very um, it's a very negative thing that it's self-inducing if you think that when you're that talking about your problems to someone is going to burden that person with your problems. Yeah, it's. I think it, that's a really hard thing to do because, like, I'm so open. And I will always tell like everyone I love, and like even even people I might not love or might not even like, like. Um, you know, even if I haven't spoken to them in years and, and someone picked up the phone to me and said, like, I'm really struggling now, I need someone to talk to, like, I would still listen, <laughs> which is um, which is just me. But, um, yeah, I wish I could remember my point. <laughs> I, I, I said about, like, how it's... Oh, yeah, of... the burden, yeah. I, yeah I, like, yeah. I get it because, like, I've, I, I say that to people all the time, like, please talk to someone, like, please make sure you're okay, like especially when you know you 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 think there's a possibility of something you know really bad happening um but then I've also and thankfully only I think like once or twice in my life have I been in that place where I've literally thought like I cannot speak to anyone because I mean not only do I not want to burden them but then it's the shame of what I'm going through I get yeah, quite yeah, worried yeah. sometimes and think like this, how is, like, this is always what you're talking yeah, about how are they going to see it and this is all people are going to think of me and I always have problems and I don't know it's, it's quite the shame thing isn't it to to ask for help um mm-hmm. which is frustrating because if it was anyone else I'd be like shaking them like please like talk to someone for god's sake you know what I mean yeah yeah and I think that that's it I think we're like there's potential that we could always constantly be talking about this from two different perspectives because I think when I think about it I'm thinking it from like a very like lighter point of view but then as soon as you apply a logic that I'd apply as soon as you go a bit deeper it's not as simple as that do you know what I mean and that interestingly I think that's like what these songs have said so far is sort Mm. of like like what are you doing trying to shake me out of this just let me do it like yeah. your your advice isn't going to help right now let yeah. me just ride it out and i'll be all right and then mm. the other one saying like like what do you expect like i don't want to be like this but this is the yeah. way i am so mm. it again it's like that really interesting thing of um trying to portray trying to explain what's going on to someone that is naive to it i think is mm. a is a very difficult um difficult thing to do so mm. song three 
Oh, song three. Okay, um, so I'm going to switch it up a little bit now. Um, I'm going to go with something that's um, poppy and mm -hmm. also very quite quite slow. Um, so I'm going to go with Katy Perry, By the Grace of God. Lovely. Okay, let's jump straight in then. Katy Perry. By the grace of God. Katy Perry, by the grace of God, let's go. Was 27 surviving my return to Saturn? A long vacation didn't sound so bad. Was full of secrets, locked up tight like Iron Mountain. Running on empty, so out of gas. Thought I wasn't enough, and I wasn't so tough. Laying on the bathroom floor We were living on a foul line And I felt the fault was all mine Couldn't take it
gentlemen are you sure you try to make me cry <laughs> i promised myself that i wouldn't cry the entire way through this podcast i nearly did when i was talking about lincoln park but yeah we'll see. good um, all right we're going strong so far with what three songs in yeah. three songs in well. yeah no lovely <laughs> no i um i really like that i um i get i listen to the lyrics um quite a lot and i really liked the way the verses went like yeah. I really liked the melody, um, the chorus. I felt like I don't know. I expected something a bit different. Maybe something like a bit. I don't know. I just felt like a bit slower or like more impactful than it was. I did. Like I liked the yeah. lyrics of the chorus, but the the actual the way the chorus sounded wasn't what I was expecting. But I literally like what she was saying. I loved and also like the. Um, the, yeah, the melody of the verses, like the way it kind of built up each time. I was like, oh, yeah. That's I do. Sick. The, the one, the one annoying thing um, that I hear about that song, and my other Katy Perry fan friends um, <laughs> will probably kill me for saying this, but I, the, the the production value doesn't feel great, but it's a very like meaningful song. So like, obviously, like I don't know who's going to be listening to this, but um, it's not a a um, well hidden fact that I'm a, a great Katy Perry fan um <laughs> uh, but and like I know people say like loads of different things about her and criticize her and stuff like that and you know her last album was not um pervaded well by the public but like she's a fantastic lyricist she really is um yeah what was wrong with her last album um it was it wasn't my favorite album um I didn't I'm not I'm not gonna criticize her <laughs> um no i it just wasn't my favorite album um this the album yeah. that by the grace of god prism um came from um was potentially my favorite album of hers um oh, it, wow. i just like the way that the this song sort of stole told the story of like what she was going through and and how mm. things went um and it was quite mm -hmm. fitting because when it when the album came out and when the song came out um I'd just broken up with my boyfriend of like four years who I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And, um, and this yep. song was very much to do with her, um, her divorce from Russell Brand, um, yep. which was like obviously horrible to deal with and it came out of nowhere. And it was very much like similar feelings, I guess, that for what obviously completely different worlds apart. But, you know, when you hear the song like that, and that was literally how I felt. Like I was I was awful. I was devastated um when we broke up. And I think there's mm. different stages of like you can call it mental health, but sometimes it is just just like honestly despair. Um yeah. like you feel like you're in physical pain. Do you know what I mean? Like the the, yeah, yeah. the feeling of losing someone that badly um it's just just so bad <laughs> um, yeah i think and it that's is why like... it... yeah sorry carry on 
um yeah no it's that like just the way that she says like i thought it wasn't enough like found out i wasn't so tough laying on the bathroom floor and like i knew i had to stay and then it sort of builds up a little bit and it gets to the point where she's like realized that you know she is enough to stay and Mm. um she you know it's, it's it's quite courageous and encouraging um, you know, looking in the mirror and deciding to stay. Um, it's it it sounds so cheesy, but um, like the song did a lot for me when I was going through, like a lot of really shitty times. Um, yeah. And almost like picked me up, like what she does to herself in the song, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, I get that. I get that. <laughs> I think no, I I think that um, sometimes the best songs come from. Like I've watched a lot of um documentaries on like bands how they've written albums and stuff like that and the best mm. songs often often come from the bits that make you feel the most uncomfortable to write about yeah um, so that's pro- my, maybe why like lyrically this one sounds as good as it does because yeah. i feel like she's she's really like i i have a lot my my katie perry knowledge is i kiss the girl and <laughs> hot and cold so that's Woo-hoo. my katie perry knowledge but um yeah. That song sounded like like it 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 wasn't just like a a thing to write about. It was like that came from the heart. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it came. Well, it came from and it came from grief and and everything that she was going through. Like, yeah, it's um again like not a lot of people would have seen it, but um you watch she had the movie that came out um which was basically um almost like a documentary that it showed like her early life and how she got to where she was, but it also filmed her California Dreams tour. Um, and it gets to a certain point in the the movie where like they're filming everything, and then she gets the text message from Russell Brand, and he's broken up with her, and her world like falls apart, and she goes to do a show, and you physically like you you see her in the change in the dressing room, and the camera's like filming quite sneakily, and she's just like sobbing, like you can hear the pain in 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 her sobs, and it's is so distressing to watch especially when you've been through something like that um where you can completely to relate to how that feeling is but then on top of that like she's got to go and do a show for uh, god knows like five hundred thousand people and she's literally like crying pulls out like the necklace that that russell bought her and and you know eventually plucks up the courage and and there's like quite a poignant moment where she they're obviously waiting to start her hair and makeup so that she can go on stage and and in the background you can hear like her manager and stuff whispering like is like is she gonna do this I'll be back later. okay bye <laughs> no worries um, Hi, <laughs> um yeah there's a part in the you can hear um her managers and people like whispering in the background and they're like is she gonna do this like is she gonna make it on stage and then mm. she just almost it's almost like she pulls herself together and she just turns around and she goes start todd as in like start my makeup and mm. they do her up and she's in the famous outfit you know the the red and white with the swirling boobies and the black oh, yeah. curled hair the wig with the flat fringe and everything which is quite iconic and um she literally is like walking to you know the bit under the stage where they then rise up she's like walking yeah. under there and she goes to go on and she's obviously late to go on because she's been like trying to pull herself together. She goes yeah. to go on and she has to pull herself away again because she's just sobbing. And then eventually she pulls herself together. Her costume, like the thing starts spinning and she literally just plucks herself up and you see her hold the microphone up and she just slaps a smile on her face. And then the stage goes up 
And it's like to to pull yourself out of a place like that and then go and put on a, a show wow. as well is like the strength that must take when you're literally probably just want to sit in a hole and cry for yeah months you know <laughs> and you instead you like you said like we said before like the shame thing as well like you're yeah. not wanting to share it straight away and like stuff like that and then yeah like these people aren't aren't paying the the show to like see you your personal life they're going to see like they want to see you in person do what they love yeah. for you doing um and yeah I, there's there's something quite like um there's almost like a metaphor there isn't there L- like the paramore music video yeah of like this slap on like a slap on she's the face. literally yeah she's literally being given she's like the worst news of her life <laughs> yeah literally and then, probably and then she literally pulls the microphone and she's like la, 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 we say literally a lot <laughs> yeah, we do Oh my god! Literally, <laughs> literally, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's 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 that whole thing, isn't it? Of slapping on a smile and then you you've just got it. You just got to get on with it sometimes, which yeah. is is shit. And sometimes it is actually the best thing for it. I find that you know there are times when I just mm. want to sit and wallow and I just want to deal with what I'm dealing with by myself in bed, under the covers, away from anyone, with no phone, ignoring the world. But that's mm. not very healthy. And then other times no. you're like, do you know what? Being at work or going to see friends or sticking to my plans or whatever will maybe help me. And sometimes it does. Um, yeah. Oh, massively. Yeah. I think that like that sometime, sometimes it is the best thing to do. I remember when um, we got the news that my uncle had died and yeah. I was meant to be going to see my best mate. And, um, and I remember saying to mum, I was like, well, um, I won't go. And she was like, why not? And I said, well, like, the family's devastated. I need to be, yeah, yeah. Well, I, like, I need to be with the family. And she was like, no, like, he wouldn't want you to sit around and wallow for a day. Like, he'd want yeah. you to go out and have a laugh. And, like, yeah. and I was like, all right. And then it did, like, for that little split moment, I forgot what was going on completely. Did you, did you get and, drunk like, or cry? No, I was yeah, 14, 15. So uh, it probably okay. wasn't the best avenue um, <laughs> to, take, to take to deal with that. But, um... Yeah, like it, it just helped put being able to pull me away from the situation. And sometimes, even if maybe at first it's not the right, doesn't feel like the right thing to do. Yeah, or, um, you notice you would after rather a not while. To. I had something similar when my nan passed away, and you know, you get to a certain stage where, obviously, like the grief, I, like losing my nan was, oh God, probably the worst day of my life. Um, yeah, and like that feeling of you know nothing's ever going to be the same and then you get to a certain point and you're like right okay well i need to i need to do something normal because i can't just sit here and be sad all day you no know? Yeah, yeah yeah because it's normality that makes you realize that like it will be okay yeah and life will go because on because life yeah like though i think sometimes the way i've like given myself the perspective of if i've been like down or sad or thinking like shit like because when stuff like that happens it does feel like the world's ending do you know what i mean like i know yeah I, I always find like when you're in the extremes of situations that's when all the cliche things that people say mm. make sense because normally you just hear them and you're like oh yeah that's so cliche <laughs> but then like when when an extreme thing happens you actually realize why it's yeah a thing do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like when you think of like heartbreak, everyone's like, oh yeah, broken heart and stuff like that. And it's a thing that's tossed around. But like you experience that and it literally feels like 
getting thumped in the I, chest. It feels like you're going to die. Like, I remember, like, certain breakups. Man, I, I genuinely thought, like, what am I going to do? Like, mm. how am I going to go on? You know what I mean? And it's it's such an intense feeling. And, you know, it's, it's like you said, yeah. it's the little cliche thing of, like, oh, it's just a breakup. You'll get over it. But sometimes, man, when you lose someone that means that much to you, and I think I say um frequently like whenever it happens to somebody no or ever like when when someone dies it's like they they are gone you have to come to terms with that that person not being around and you have no choice in it but when it's mm -hmm. a breakup it's like a different kind of pain because you just have yeah. to cope with the fact that someone's left you you know <laughs> Which yeah well because you like... kind of have to you like say if someone if someone dies you don't get a choice in the matter. You can't no. do anything. Like, no. you can't bring them back. They're gone. So you have yep. to just accept that. Whereas there's this horrible thing of, like... This person's still here somewhere. They're just they're, not mine they're anymore. Still, yeah, 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 exactly. Like, it's 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 a, a very, very odd situation to be in, mm. I think. But then the biggest thing that's, like, helped me through those sorts of things is always thinking, like, no matter how much you necessarily might like it or feel hopeless or helpless about it like the day will always roll on to the next like that is yeah, the one thing I you can always yeah. one count on and two you can't actually you can't stop it either is that yeah. like there will be because you know when like if you're sat there in the moment and you're like i can't imagine like now another day and it's like and then I, I, i've had it before then you're about to go to bed and you're like i could never picture myself going to bed ending this day yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? You feel but, like it's forever. Yeah, I feel you like I'm. Do. I'm either one or one or the other. So I'm either like, oh my god, this is never going to get better. What mm. am I going to do? Or in the back of my mind, I'm still telling myself like, but it will get better in the end. Like I'm, I'm mm. very lucky in the fact that when I do feel my lowest, I am able to tell myself this will feel better one day. Like things yeah. will pass, and and there are better days coming. And it's like, it's, it's such a, I keep using the word cliche, but it is such a cliche thing to say that like, you haven't lived out some of the best days of your life. So yeah. when I've had those feelings of like, oh my God, I literally, I can't do this anymore. Um, you know, not when it's just been a breakup or whatever, but like when I've, I've really, really been at my lowest, um, thinking that you, like I said, you, you, you haven't lived out the best days of your life yet and you still have yeah. fantastic things to come that you haven't experienced and you won't experience if you're not here. Yeah, and that's also a proof of that. So it, it, you're not going to feel this low all the time. Mm. There has to be that point where... Yeah, like, it and there's going to be a high, you know? There's, there's yeah, going to yeah. be highs again. Um, and sometimes it may take days, sometimes it may take months, sometimes it may take years. And unfortunately, in the process we do lose the people who who just can't make it to no. what we hope will be better days mm. um which is just it's just so sad yeah no it's sad and that's why you've just got to i don't know just do your best to help yourself but then also help other people as well you know yeah number four. Oh, number four number okay four. um so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it up slightly now um still Lovely. still a little bit poppy um, yep. And there's context to the song, which I guess I'll talk about afterwards. Um, but I have chosen um, Kesha, Praying, mm -hmm. which I don't think I don't think you're going to expect um, this song from Kesha either. Okay, wonderful. So 
let's jump straight into it yet again. And I'm going to do it right this time, the first time. This is Kesha praying. me fooled told me that I was nothing without you oh but after everything you've done I can thank you for how strong I have become Cause you brought the flames and you put me through hell I had to learn how to fight for myself And we both know all the truth I could tell I'll just say this is I wish you farewell I hope you're somewhere praying Praying I hope your soul is changing Changing I hope you find your peace I can breathe again And you said that I was done Well, you were wrong and now The best is yet to come Cause I can make it on my own I don't need you I find a strength of Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That was Praying by Kesha. 
that's the first one that's given me like genuine tingles. It's an incredible song, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I really, really like great. that. There was it was like the um first of like her voice. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um like the She's power actually in her got voice. a great voice, like a really great voice, and people don't know it because so the, the backstory of, of where that song comes from, um, which like some people might know, some people might not uh, might not know a lot of it, um, is that um, she, after, I can't even remember how many years now, but she came forward and um, she was managed to Dr. Luke's label. And Dr. Luke works with some very, very um, big, big names in the business and very big voices. Um, and she came forward basically and said that Dr. Luke for years had been basically like, drugging her, using alcohol against her, um, and then slowly and slowly slipped her into a way of, like, gaslighting, um, emotional abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse, to tell her, basically, that she was nothing more than what he helped portray her be in the early days of her career. You know, like, the, the trashy, I drink loads of stuff, I sleep with boys, that sort of thing basically yeah. for years like got that into her head and told her that like oh, wow. she could never leave she would never be with anyone better um he had sex with her when she was you know incapacitated and it it went she basically released it all but she was still signed to his record label and she couldn't leave and she couldn't take her songs oh and she couldn't do anything basically and she came forward and 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 it's it's gone to court. I think the battle is still ongoing at the moment. Um, but obviously, it came out in the public, um, and then you know, lots of people stood in solidarity with her, which was fantastic because I I fully yeah. I fully believe um, what happened to her. Um, so when she then came back and she brought out this album, it was such a shock to everyone because she came out then with this not clean cut image, but she was just like. Kesha 2.0 and I used to hate Kesha because of the way that she was branded I just hated it I thought it was so yeah. trashy and horrible well, am I right in saying it was always like it was K-E dollar, dollar sign H-A. yeah see that's why when you said Kesha praying I was like right I understand same, yeah. like yeah I was like yeah what yeah the, well the fun, fun fact about the dollar in her name is you know that song you spin my head right round yeah, right, yeah. with flowrider so it's her vocals that that sing that chorusy part um, and she yeah right. yeah <laughs> and she uh, she never got paid for them they um they basically like screwed her over and she never got paid for them so she decided to put the dollar sign in her name as a stance of like I'm never going to take that again sort of thing but again it was oh, wow. part of the branding okay. and I, I hated all of that um, jazz, but mm. when all of this happened and, you know, I found out the story and, you know, how she'd basically been made to feel like you're never going to be anything better than this. Like, nobody's going to want you. You're trash. Like, you're, you're shit. And, you know, the, when I read, like, the transcripts of, of things that had been said to her and how he treated her and, like, again, it's something that I can relate to without going into too much detail. I was with a boyfriend who was um, extremely damaging for my mental yeah. health, my self-esteem. Um, he was definitely abusive, um, not physically, thank God, um, no. but but mentally abusive and, and made me feel like, you know, nobody was ever gonna um, gonna want me and, and this would be the be all and end all and without him, you know, I'd be nothing. And that's sort of yeah. the same, again, it's, you know, they are worlds apart, our, our, our um, situations, but when you're going through that and to hear a song like Praying, is like 
like you said, it's it's chills. It's like quite important. Like all the things that she says, like it's almost like an open letter to the person who put you into such a shitty yeah. place yeah, yeah, yeah. that is finally being outed and being and you're being able to finally speak about their behavior. You know, and in my case, you know, I tell my friends, but then I still put up with it and still go back to it because he'd made me feel like that was, how, you know, all it was mm. going to ever be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like I think. Um, one one part in god i can't remember, i think it's the video or one of the performances like she says like like please just let me die like being alive hurts too oh, much it's in the, Is that in the, the video, video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's, she's lying says, on like, like a raft in the middle of the ocean yeah and she's stranded yeah. and she's just like do you know what this is too much and i can't imagine how like obviously it was bad enough in my situation but god i can't i can't imagine how bad that must feel um yeah like, but the way that when she hits those high notes and she's like, I hope you find your peace, like falling on your knees, praying, because like, I don't need you anymore. Like when she says like, I found a strength I never knew. It's such like a, not lib, well, yeah, liberating, I guess. It's it's such a, a powerful song. And then when people like hear it and then they're like, oh, that's Kesha, what? Like, because again, it's such a change from the crappy pop auto-tuned vocals that they you know made her do for years and years because they thought that's all she would amount to be to then come out mm. with this like absolute powerhouse of a voice um and she performs it at the grammys um with uh cindy lauper and some very other like um famous um famous women who's uh, you know, it is very much standing in solidarity because the Grammys mm. was where she was saying, this is what happened to me. It, it had all just come out. The court case was happening and she got to stand up there and tell her truth in front wow. of, you know, people who've worked with him, people who still yeah. work with him and and stand there and do that. And it was so powerful. And she, she almost breaks down at one point. It's like you hear her voice breaking. And at the end, like all the women come together and and it's just, it's a really powerful moment, but it's also like, you feel so great for her because she's gotten out of that place. And like, I've yeah. had that feeling where you're finally like, do you know what? Actually, no, fuck you. Like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And well, that's what the song sounded like. It's like the sound, the song sounded like it was coming from pain, but also coming from a place where like she had bettered that. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like she was, she was, she wasn't stuck in it she had like risen above it like taken yeah. the next step to rise above it and that's yeah. why like i feel like the it it did give me those tingles because it was like the production of it fit that oh it was, yeah like, definitely very moving with all like the singing underneath and like the, or the orchestral <laughs> stuff coming on yeah. <laughs> yeah oh that yeah um when it builds then, up like because it starts off very um very slow doesn't it very slow very poignant yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the chilling the chilling first like notes of that piano and stuff and then the build up to the end is just so fantastic yeah no it, and like i said it felt like the way she's singing sounded like it was coming from a really painful place but the overall mm. song feeling was like a celebration of being above that and being like yeah, yeah like look look and it's almost like a like the best thing you could do to fight back in that situation say like like fuck you look where i am yeah. now look, look yeah look where i am, I am. look where i look what i from. managed to do and look what i yeah. managed to overcome despite you telling me that i would never do that like yeah. i literally I've done did it, it in without your face. you yeah, yeah exactly exactly it's like it is like literally like look what i've done and where i have come even though you told me i would never do I that i would never do that yeah yeah no, it's fantastic. It's a, it's a brilliant that. song. 
yeah and yeah. the album the, the whole album's like quite fun and poppy and and stuff but there are tracks like that that are so like poignant and and that song just i just think it's such a, a brilliant song and it's one of those that's um like it, it it gets you through those times you know when i'm feeling shitty about whatever was going on and the situation or i could listen to it and be like right okay like it's a it's again so like it, sounds it always cheesy. sounds cheesy you know, it always it sounds cheesy it always sounds cliche but it's like it's like right well if she can do that then i can do that too sort of thing and it does i i know that's how music's meant to make you feel it's meant to make you inspired and make you feel stronger and and you're you know you're meant to live through it and i definitely do like mm. um but it it is you know like i said when she says i found a strength i never knew it's almost like come on you can do this get up like stop with this nonsense like you can do it mm. oh yeah it's massively nice. it's a nice feeling yeah no i love it <laughs> I love that. I really, really enjoy that. I think that's probably been... It's, it's weird because I don't think I could do a favourite so far because I think the two that stand out the most for me are the Paramore song mm. and then this one because I feel like this is the this is the one that I, I'd actually like genuinely got tingles. Damn, I, I should have like, finished oh, on this like, one. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but then, then the Paramore one, I was like, as a song, just to listen to on its own, I love it. But then yeah. the fact that I know the meaning behind it as well makes it so much more enjoyable. Mm, it's cool, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so I really enjoy that. So we're going to now, we were we normally end the podcast with a final song, um, but we are going to listen to it now. We're going to talk to you a little bit about it, and then I will play the song for you at the end. So a little change again. <coughs> a little change again. <coughs> but um, <coughs> But yeah, so we're going to listen to it now. Um, and then we will talk about it. So bear with us. So we have just listened to Logic featuring Alyssa Cara. Is that how you say it? <laughs> it's Alessia Cara. Alessia Cara and Khaled. Uh, the name of the song is 1-800-273-8255. And for those of you who do not know, which I don't think I would have known no. um, before Aisha told me, that that is the... Um, nationwide for america uh yeah for america it's the uh the, the number for the suicide hotline helpline in america yeah yeah so you'll listen to the song at the end when we've talking about spoke talking about it spoken about it a little bit um very powerful song i think um but again not what i was expecting with the lineup they had for the song yeah it's quite strange like i've heard i've heard a bit of logic before and he's very like He's like twangy. He's like raps yeah. like. Oh, do you know what I mean? And but then he does this, and then like Khaled's bit when Khaled comes in, I was just like, oh. I so that's I quality. I I watched the um for anyone who's listening and will listen to this song and then likes it, I highly recommend you go and watch the video um, which I've told Max to do afterwards, um because the yeah. the video is very poignant um and um it it centers around like something that happens and and it, it is a very much a story um but it's um it's almost like the song is starting off as like 
someone saying like, I want, I, I don't want to die today. I do want to die. I can't live anymore. And then it turns into, I'm going to tell you why you can't die. I want you to stay. And then yeah. Alessia Cara comes in and she says about the reasons of why you should live and the things that you, you know, you still need to experience and things like this, like what we were saying earlier. And then Khalid comes in and, and there's almost this the gospel singer. And I, I got that feeling. I'd never actually seen the video until I was prepping for this. And, and, and I watched all the, all the videos for all of the songs that I chose. And um, mm. when I was watching it, the video gave me like chills. And uh, once it got to the mm. point where the gospel singer came in, I turned my, my music up when we were listening just now. And I, at one point I closed my eyes and I literally just like let it like really come over me and I listened to it and when I opened my eyes yeah. at a certain point you were doing exactly the same you had your eyes yeah, closed yeah I was just about to say I literally did exactly and I don't know because at first I was like I'm like we're on a Skype call right now and I was like I'm not just going to close my eyes and feel the I music I thought exactly so the bait. same because I didn't yeah. want you to laugh at me but then I no, just exactly. really I wanted to same, feel it <laughs> yeah and I was just like oh in all fairness like like it's not going to be one of those things where you get me to pause the song and go, ha, exactly. And like, I don't know. I don't know what it was about the song. It was like, because I was kind of like bopping to the flow because there was still like a, like a, a, a beat to it. And I was yeah. enjoying that. And then Khaled comes in and it completely changes. It changes the, the depth of everything momentum. to do with it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it starts off as one of those songs that, like we were saying with the with the Paramore one, that that you literally can just listen to, like in the car, like windows down, like feel good or whatever. But then when you listen to the lyrics, obviously the lyrics are a different level. Um, but yeah, mm. the, towards the end of that song, like where the gospel singer comes in, oh my god, and and the things that Alessia Cara like um, lift lists off you know, and says about, um, you know, needing to experience and like laying your your head on the, the chest of your partner, stuff like that. And there's there's a quite a, a lovely line in it, in the song that I like that Alessia Cara sings. I think that Khalid may sing it at the same time as well. Um, and they say, what's a day without a little night? Which I really like. I like mm. that, that saying. It's quite cute. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that as well, actually. I didn't pick up on that. No, I, 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 there was... <laughs> there was I, I enjoyed the song um I enjoyed the fact that the lyrics weren't hidden yeah like you didn't have to listen hard like Li- they're literally the saying point. I want to die today I want to die I today to I die. don't want to live and yeah. then it turns into I don't want you to die today you you've got to live yeah, yeah it's literally yeah. And I, I like that because yeah because it was sort of like I don't know if you're gonna put the name of the song as the suicide prevention hotline mm. then you've also got a kind of like you can't beat around the bush with it and then sometimes no. i do think that's the problem like sometimes it's not romanticized but um yeah i get it's what you kind mean. of yeah but it's not it's spoken about but it's kind of beaten around the bush because you don't really know where to put because like i i can imagine they still found like because it's a sensitive topic yeah um more often than not people seem to like sometimes tiptoe it yeah, Do you know what I mean? yeah, they don't want to go full in because they don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to say something like out of line or something that might like upset people or whatever. But then sometimes you need someone you to just, just be you like, just no, have to say, yeah, this is yeah. what you have to. Yeah. This is this is like, what it's about, and we need to have this conversation. Um, and I got yeah. in, I got into a little bit of a like uh, this was the last song that I actually put on my list and, and obviously watched the video of, and um, uh, afterwards I watched um, again uh, the Grammys performance that he did of it. Which is quite moving. It is. Um, it's a little bit. Um, 
I don't know, like staged, obviously, because they have a plan and all these people come out and they have different quotes of like, um, I don't want you to die today. And, you know, obviously to raise awareness of of suicide and suicide prevention and everything. Um, And then at the end, he does this. And I'd never this is probably the first Logic song I'd listen to. Um, Definitely won't be the last now because I, I watched like an interview after I went in into a little bit of a YouTube poll. Um, and I watched some things about him, listened to some songs, and I, I've put his album into my um, my Apple Music and stuff. Um, and yeah, he he st- stops at the end and um, he says like, "Thank you so much for giving me this platform, you know, to be able to speak about this." And he goes into like great great detail um, about like um, you know, I, no matter what you're struggling with, who you are, whether you're gay, straight, trans, black, white, Asian. Um, you know Muslim Christian whatever it is like you deserve your life you deserve to live I want you to live like yeah. the the num- the name of the song is the suicide prevention hotline like if you need someone to talk to you then you do it like we've got to stop people dying and like it's it's very nice to see sometimes in such a mainstream like the, you know the, the stage of the Grammys to see someone talking about yeah. those things I think um, which is happening more and more often nowadays you know it's very hush hush and very um, stigmatized prior um, and it I is think coming. That's the thing that's changing now the stigma behind it. Yeah, definitely, it's it's coming out a lot more and people can talk about it openly and it is it is a massive topic of conversation I think now. Um, which is brilliant. Um, I love that, um, and I'm I'm mm. I'm really gr- glad to see, like even even putting the the name of the song as the suicide. Like he purposely he like he wrote this song with that intention. He wanted to make the shock value of of listening to someone say I, w- I want to die today. You know. Yeah. And letting yeah, that yeah. think through you. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, I I had I had a point I was going to say. Uh, I kind of like the fact that the stigma. I feel like that's part of the battle is like fighting against this stigma about like not talking about it and stuff inspires people to then talk about it. Yeah, definitely. You know I mean? Like even even on this podcast, which at the beginning it was always like I was always thinking um, it's about very mundane days and like how for me I felt like music. Um, brought a little bit of colour to a potential grey day mm. and stuff like that. And, but that like that's a very shallow level of emotional change. Mm. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Um like it f- from my perspective, like um there were deeper bits, but in general it was like quite a shallow thing of like um not shallow in the sense of the word shallow thought. Shallow No wait. Yeah, no, so as in like so so li- <laughs> <laughs> I know what I mean. You're doing I know what so I mean. well, mate. So well. Thank you, mate. Yeah, nah. <laughs> and um, but then it's kind of, I don't know. It it goes deeper than that, and I think then, like getting people like you to come on and talk, and like someone that understands it on a deeper level than I do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I I'm yeah. I'm naive to it, and I think that, and then, uh, using people, other people as examples for when they've said, this music makes me feel like this. This music makes me think about this this music yeah, helped yeah. me through this different examples you know, of how people take it like exactly and i think it's it's all well and good like i can sit here and say like listen to this it will f- make you feel this but then or share this because someone might feel this whereas like getting someone on the podcast that's saying like i listened to this and it made me feel like this yeah like it kind of proves the point do you know what i mean yeah yeah I yeah like so no it's been 
I'm like I'm excited for people to listen to this song and like Aisha said, definitely go and watch the music video. That's yeah. what I'm gonna do, um, do when we finish do up do on it. here. <laughs> um, but I hope you've enjoyed um, a bit of a different one again, getting someone on. Um, if you would like to do it, let us know. Uh, I haven't actually said let it. Let us. Uh, is this my this podcast now? <laughs> oh, maybe <laughs> you've taken over. All right. Oh, are you sure? All right. Come on next week. All I'm right. here. I'm your resident <laughs> Welshie. I'll come. <laughs> resident Welshie. Yeah. No, um, go follow us on um, me. Go follow <laughs> the podcast. I'm back. Go follow the podcast at c.in.colour. Um, as I said before, last the episode that's just come out today, um, if you want to get on the highlight reel for the podcast, just send on your story a picture of you listening to the podcast. What I do believe you've already done, Aisha. I've done that. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Plugging my mates um, constantly. Yeah. Got to be done. And then hopefully also what this might inspire is some work of Aisha's of her own. Um, and I don't hopefully. know. So, yeah, so <laughs> hopefully. So um, I'll be sure to mention it in another episode later on down the line if and when that um, kind of comes into fruition. We'll have to um, do one with, like, happy music where we don't just talk about shit. <laughs> we yeah, just talk about no, good I, music yeah. instead. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm keen for that. We definitely... You, sometimes you've got to do the heavy stuff that means yeah. a lot, but then sometimes you've got to do the... That definitely. makes me feel good. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's been lovely to have it's you on, Aisha. It's been so nice. Thank you for having it's me. It's been good fun. No, you're more than welcome. And <laughs> we will probably hear you again soon. Yeah. Hear from you again soon. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Well, um, thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoy the last song. It's Logic. It's called 1-800-273-8255. Give it a listen. Soak it in. Um, watch the music video if you get an opportunity. And I will talk to you next week. Big love. I've been taking my time I feel like I'm out of my mind It feel like my life ain't mine Who can relate? I've been on a low I've been taking my time I feel like I'm out of my mind It feel like my life ain't mine I don't wanna be alive I don't wanna be alive I just wanna die today I just wanna die The shit I'm talking about, they think they know it I've been praying for somebody to say me no one's heroic And my life don't even matter, I know it, I know it I know I'm hurting deep down, but can't show it I never had a place to call my own I never had a home, ain't nobody calling my phone Where you been, where you at, what's on your mind They say every life precious, but nobody care about mine I've been on a low, I've been taking my time I feel like I'm out of my mind It feel like my life ain't mine Who can
It's the very first breath when your head's been drowning underwater And it's the lightness in the air when you're there chest to chest with the lover It's holding on though the road's long and seeing light in the darkest things And when you stare at your reflection finding hope in hope it is I know that you'll thank God you I know where you've been, where you are, where you're going I know you're the reason I believe in life What's the day without a little night? I'm just trying to set a little light It can be hard It can be so hard But you gotta live right now You got everything to give right now I've been on a low, I've been taking my time I feel like I'm out of my mind It feel like my life ain't mine Who can relate? I've been on a low, I've been taking my time I feel like I'm out of my mind It feel like my life ain't mine I finally wanna be alive I finally wanna be alive I don't wanna die today I don't wanna die I finally wanna be alive I finally wanna be alive I don't wanna die I don't wanna